Welcome to the FitPro Podcast, a brand new initiative from FitPro for forward-thinking professionals who want the latest information while on the move. We hope you enjoy this week's pod, and for further information about today's podcast, head over to our social media pages and start the conversation. And to offer feedback and suggestions for future podcasts, get in touch with us at publish at fitpro.com. Welcome to the FitPro podcast. My name is Jane Waller. I'm a director of FitPro. And today I am with the lovely Diane Edmonds once again in her hometown of Sunny Manger in Western Australia. And today's podcast has actually come about as the result of a member's request after seeing Diane's article in our spring issue on pregnancy priorities. They were very interested to know more about pregnancy priorities with, um, rela- with re- relative to um, aqua classes. So for those of you who haven't met Diane before, I am going to ask her to say a few words about herself. And then, Diane, I have stacks of questions for you. So over to you. Thanks, Jane. It's really nice to see you again. I've been a physiotherapist for over 25 years, and most of that time I've worked in pregnancy and postnatal fitness and women's health, particularly with an interest around prevention, education, and running exercise programs has been part of that. Currently, I work in Mandra in an obstetric GP practice where we are now, seeing clients one-on-one. But I've had a lot of experience taking pregnancy aqua classes, including through my first pregnancy. And when I had my second, I employed a personal trainer to work for me and take the classes. And we worked together over a period of three months to integrate the best from both of our approaches. It was really interesting that there were a number of changes from regular classes that she had to learn about, including changes of direction and not making rapid changes of direction like you do in regular classes and adapting exercises for those with backache or pelvic joint pain. So sometimes pregnant women may have pain and considerations that need to be made for them in a class setting. So that brings me to my very first question. Uh, What are the benefits of aqua pregnancy classes? Well, exercising in the water will give women the opportunity to gain the benefits of regular pregnancy exercise. And it's fun and it's social and there's a bit of informality in there being in the water. And the water supports their belly so they can really enjoy the effect that support of that support, especially during the later stages of their pregnancy. So women will enjoy the weight of their uterus being supported in pregnancy and the effect of buoyancy. There's also freedom of movement in the water and flexibility options that they don't have on land, for example, when floating the leg up to achieve a hamstring stretch. They also haven't got the issue of supine hypertension, so they can lie back supported by the pool edge or by a noodle and do some leg work without the weight of the growing uterus being of concern. So what are some of the considerations around pregnant women exercising in water? Well, the pool temperature is one area that's important to consider and the water temperature shouldn't exceed 32 degrees Celsius. Maintaining hydration and replenishing after the class or training is still important when exercising in water and a precaution pregnant women shouldn't exercise in a hydrotherapy pool or a spa. When women leave the pool to avoid a sudden drop in blood pressure, it's important that they move from deep to shallow water first and then get out slowly is there is there um space uh, is sorry is space a consideration in this situation yeah it is we want to protect women from contact of the abdominal wall and that needs means there needs to be space in the pool for each woman to move freely 
And for example, during an alternative arm swing movement, you don't want women to accidentally bump each other when moving through a full range of movement. And do pregnancy hormones play a role? They do. And often musculoskeletal conditions will occur because of the effects of the softening of the ligaments and connective tissue. So any of those that occur need to be considered, such as pubic symphysis pain, sacroiliac joint or back pain. And sometimes sudden changes of direction can affect these. So provide clients with warnings about direction changes so that they can prepare, as some clients will need more time to, for example, draw in their abdominal wall before a movement change. Activities such as narrow-based hopping from side to side may be okay for some pregnant women with no problems, but a side step for those with pelvic joint pain may not be comfortable on the pelvis. So providing options such as walking or marching on the spot for some movements may be needed depending on who you've got in your class. And um, what would some of the warning signs be? The same as on land, warning signs in a class to indicate to the client to stop exercising by taking a rest on the side or sitting on a step include dizziness or excess shortness of breath, headaches or pain, and you would monitor them or assist them to move out of the pool safely. Other warning signs to contraindicate exercising in the pool are any leaking of amniotic fluid, any bleeding or chest pain, regular painful contractions, or shortness of breath before exercising. Otherwise, aqua pregnancy programs are a safe option for women to continue with throughout their pregnancy, of course, providing they've got regular checks with their healthcare provider, and refer to any ACOG guidelines for an absolute list of pregnancy exercise contraindications. It's just important too that women will know that if they do feel dizzy or lightheaded or have any pain or nausea during the class that they advise you so that you can monitor them or assist them to exit the water safely. Okay, it makes it completely makes sense. But um, are there any other issues around aqua pregnancy exercise that should be taken into consideration? So we will consider the same issues with aqua pregnancy exercise as we do on land for pregnant women. I was involved with the development of some pre and postnatal guidelines for fitness professionals in Australia. And in these guidelines by Fitness Australia, it's recommended that one, we do gradual warm ups and cool downs for prenatal circulation and to avoid blood pooling after exercise. Two, that exercise is at an appropriate intensity. And using the water resistance, women can work harder or easier depending on how they feel that day and how much they wanna push themselves. So maintaining the same guidelines regarding intensity as on land, which the ACOG guidelines refer to as working at a somewhat hard level, which is between a score of 12 to 14 on the Borg scale of rating of perceived exertion. Because women are working against the resistance of the water, some may not feel like they are working as hard. So checking in on how they felt after the class for new participants, particularly in regard to any pain or discomfort or fatigue that they felt after or the next day and with fatigue that means like excess fatigue because the water can take more out of women sometimes than they expect. Number three is avoiding sudden changes of intensity and rapid changes of directional jerky movements that can pull or cause drag on the lower abdominal wall, the back or the pelvis. Bouncy movements will affect some women later in their pregnancy so modify these from normal aqua programs. 
Number four is general strengthening with particular focus on the core, pelvic floor and postural muscles. And number five is flexibility training, limited to a comfortable range of movement, not overstretching. Warm water may make um, enable the feeling of more flexibility, improving range of movement. However, pregnant women should be reminded still not to overstretch due to the hormonal changes and potential joint and ligament flexibility. So the feeling of a comfortable stretch is what they are after. So what are some of the options for flexibility in the pool then? So there's really good opportunities that exist for thoracic rotation in the pool using noodles or a kickboard. In a standing stretch with knees slightly bent, adding some rotation using those devices or without those. Adding in reaching movement patterns with the arms to stretch and move in to gradually increase range of movement and get that good flexibility feeling which pregnant women like and need to get that freedom of movement through their chest which can get a bit locked up with mm -hmm. the changes of pregnancy and in lying supported by a noodle or the side of the pool and rotating the bent knees from side to side and for more dynamic movement and adding in some core using buoyancy equipment such as noodle to support women can do like leg cycling forwards and to the side alternating and changing from side to side See, providing there's no strain felt in the abdominal wall. Okay, so talking about the pregnancy core and just moving on from that, are there other ways to train the abdominal wall in the water? In the water, it can be easy for um, clients to use the upper, door, upper abdominal wall a lot. So varying movement patterns is important. So we don't want to place a lot of strain through the upper abdominal wall into a curling or pushing down action that then can cause pressure through the linear elbow or load the abdominal wall or the pelvic floor excessively. So remember that there is lengthening of the abdominal wall over the uterus and mechanically the muscles don't work the same way as when someone is not pregnant. So preventing excess of strain with flexion or downwards pressure on resistance equipment is important so to bring more control into this, you can consider the amount of turbulence that's created through the speed of movements and the amount of resistance applied. So ensuring there's no breath hold that occurs with increasing repetitions as well. And when there's onset of fatigue, that's when women sometimes will start to hold their breath. So be particularly aware of that when, when training them. The matching the activation of the core as for different movements and changes of direction throughout the class can be used to help to promote and to build the recruitment patterns that are needed to support underneath the uterus and for example adding in pregnancy abdominal bracing before changes of direction to build functional control just speaking about resistance then um how can resistance be modified for clients in the pool so when pushing or pulling like a kickboard, um, for example, the board could be placed like flat on the surface of the water for less resistance for those who are aware of any pelvic floor issues or have pelvic joint pain. While others could have the board vertically placed and from half to three quarters of the way down into the water so that they can use pushing through more water to increase the resistance. Sometimes women will feel like ligament pain when they move suddenly and change directions. Um, so we want to make sure that applying resistance, that they're not 
feeling any force through their abdominal wall as well. The speed of movement will also increase, sorry, will also alter resistance, creating turbulence. So altering movement speed is another variable. Sometimes slow controlled movements are also challenging where women can activate their abdominal wall and bring in control with breathing during a push, a pull or rotation movement. So this applies to the use of noodles and other resistance equipment. So activation of the abdominal wall prior to movement of resistance equipment helps to build core control with functional movement and control and encouraging breathing, not breath holding and matching the level of resistance with their core control. So a general pregnancy precaution is to avoid any exercise that places significant load on the abdominals or pelvic floor, which in the pool means they could be breath holding when they're using the buoyancy equipment, so modifying how they use it. Um, and also be careful with strong resistance, um, resistance happening when they flex over to push something into the water because they could be pushing down um, through that upper abdominal wall and that could cause pressure downwards into their pelvic floor area. So we don't want a breath hold or a tendency towards a Valsalva maneuver when they're using resistance equipment. And just another piece of equipment that can be really good for pregnant women is the Acra Gym Stick, which is another tool where both the bar and the bands can be used for resistance training and women can work on their coordination, their breathing patterns, holding good form, and there's lots of movement options using an Acra Gym Stick. Um, would you say that in the, specific to the Acra classes, that there are other muscles that maybe require specific attention? The calf muscles are working really hard, so it's important to um, release calf muscle tension, just the postural changes of pregnancy, but also that work to hold them in the pool. So as those muscles are working harder, sometimes that contributes to pregnant women getting calf cramps, both whether they exercise in water or not. So it's a good place to pay attention to that, but it is a little bit harder sometimes to get a good calf stretch in the pool. But you could use like floating the leg up to, as if to stretch the hamstrings, pulling the toes up to stretch gastrocs, or standing supported on the edge of the pool on the heels and pulling the toes up. If there's a shallower end, they're moving them into that play position and then squatting to feel a stretch so that you can get soleus happening as well as getting the stretch in there. Or facing a partner and pressing their hands to give each other support, then stepping into the regular calf stretch position. So obviously the depth of the pool enables that, bending the back leg to stretch soleus, or they could be supporting each other and squatting to both stretch at the same time, um, stretch both legs at the same time is another option, again, depending on the layout of the pool and the water depth. Um, paying attention to quads and hip flexors, it's just with the movement of the water, sometimes we will, women will need to hold the edge of the pool or a noodle or possibly a partner to get that support and get a stretch happening there. So similar postural change changes that you would pay attention to outside of the water, we want to pay attention to those muscles inside the water as well. Right. And another one too, which we haven't mentioned, is just curling forward and reaching over as if they're going to reach both hands forward just to flatten out the lumbar lordosis, just to get a good stretch through the back muscles there can be done in the pool as well. Okay, um, you mentioned earlier that aqua classes obviously provide a great social environment. So with that in mind, is there a role for partner work in the aqua pregnancy class? 
I think so. There's um, It gives fun and variation. I often like to partner women up to they have a bit of a moment to have a quick chat as well with somebody else while they're working, depending on what they're working on. One um, for some resistance work, which adds some variation, they can be facing each other, holding the kickboards vertically on each side. So they're each holding the end of a kickboard and cycling the kickboards or doing a push-pull action. They can grab the kickboards and coordinate a sidestep where they're pulling that water across sideways. First of all, bracing their abdominals. Um, so they coordinate bracing and using the kickboards to give some resistance. They could stretch over a kickboard. So they're both doing a lateral side stretch and then together they're coordinating that and it gives a little bit of rotation. And cycling the kickboards or scissoring back and forth with their arms you can add faster timing for example let's do 20 minutes 20 seconds sorry sprint and where they um going a little bit faster and then they slow back down again they could be scissoring with their legs back and forward providing that you match the fitness levels of clients because if you know there's a client that has a particular issue with musculoskeletal or pelvic joint pain you need to be aware that maybe they don't match up with one of the fitter members of the class so that they can go slower or work at their own pace for that one. Great information. And I, I think we pretty much covered everything, but I, I guess that would bring us to the end of a class. So what, what are some of the ways you would suggest we would finish off an aqua pregnancy class? Um, I always like to finish off with some sort of relaxation opportunity, but that would depend on the water temperature and the class design. But adding a few minutes relaxing at the edge of the pool, holding the bar or supported by a noodle, just adds that opportunity for them to sort of wind down and get a moment to switch off after the class or standing, doing some breathing work, finishing with some stretches and breathing. Poet floor is also a focus at the end of the class because then you are reminding them to do it as homework between classes. And there's always opportunities for education. You may have done that throughout the class, but another moment of education, giving a snippet, for example, about posture or stretching, just brings something to their attention as before they exit the pool. Diane, thank you once again for your time and expertise in this area. Um, our, our last podca podcast on pregnancy priorities got a great response and I'm sure for those that are very interested in aqua, especially as we're coming into summer, this is just going to offer so much great information. So thanks again, and we look forward to hearing from you again soon. Thank you, Jane. Okay. For more information about FitPro education and for details on FitPro membership and insurance, you can visit us at fitpro.com. We hope you enjoy the today's podcast and see you next time.